Welcome to Rugged Theology, where we talk about church planting, theology, and drink coffee. All right, welcome to another episode of the Rugged Theology Podcast. I'm Adam Diamond. I'm a church planter, planter candidate with Malwin Mission. To my right, we have... Matt Leahy, I am a church planter, planting Kilbride Community Church. And I'm Curtis Rogers, and I'm a summer intern here at Mile One Mission. <laughs> All right, so today's episode is on disappointment in ministry. I hope none of you are disappointed by that. Wow. Curtis yeah. wants to laugh, wow. I think. <laughs> I'm disappointed by that joke. <laughs> my heart, my heart hurts. So let's get right into it, guys. I'm sure uh, we've all been here. Me, and, uh, I've been here for a little about a year and a half. Matt, how long have you been involved in Milewood Mission? Yeah, almost uh, over two years now. And Curtis, I just officially got involved in the beginning of July. So we've all had our. I'm sure even just since July, we have uh, had our ups and downs. I mean, you came on Curtis in the midst of a pandemic. Yeah, yeah, that was. Uh you know, a really good experience, um, learning how to handle that. Um, it was definitely incredibly frustrating not being able to go to church for like six months and having to stare at a camera and music, you know, had to play that in here and everything's, you know, in your head and there's nothing live. And a lot of times it got really frustrating. Like, why can't we just be together already? Like, can't this just hurry up and be over with? Um, so it sounds Curtis, like you were, disappointed yeah <laughs> yeah for sure at, at least he got, he got lucky though he didn't have to preach in front of the camera yeah it's oh, true yeah, I, got, I got his, his got, preaching took place yeah. in the church yeah i got lucky with that one we should totally razz him for that he wasn't lucky it was god's sovereignty <laughs> yeah. like, there is no god ordain <laughs> <laughs> all right guys so um let's go around and uh, what ways have all of us have you guys been disappointed in ministry what kind of disappointments have you faced yeah, that's a big question. Um, and I think if, if we're just going to be honest and real with ourselves, disappointment, I know we're talking about ministry right now, but disappointment happens every single day in ministry, in outside ministry with family, with friends, with work. And I think we need to recognize that the reason why we are disappointed or why we become disappointed is because our hearts are still going through this big fancy word called the sanctification process. And we're still trying to live out the gospel, live in the lens of the gospel, and yet have our foot in the world, if that kind of makes sense. So yeah, we're, we're, we're slowly becoming more, transformed more into the image of Christ, but we've got to deal with our own heart problems. And so we find disappointment because we ultimately aren't putting our fulfillment in Christ in this, that, and the other thing. So um, just want to just toss it out there uh, straight up. But how, yeah, so like yeah. disappointment comes about when we basically try to wrestle control away from God. When yeah. we like, you know, like if you have an event and you think it's going to be the most amazing event and you get 10 people coming out, you could be disappointed. But, you know, those 10 people could be the ones that God are saying, you know, are going to be here for this time to hear this message or whatever it may be and not realizing what God is doing instead of thinking about what you want to do. 
I wonder if you can even go one step further. You can say disappointment comes as a result of selfishness. Oh, absolutely. Right? Absolutely. So, like, as we're talking about disappointment in ministry, I, I remember when we first kicked off uh, our live streaming, uh, I kicked it off back on March 15th, I think is what it was. And, you know, we, we had just went into, you know, COVID lockdowns. And I, I was I was so looking forward to preaching to my brothers and sisters in person. And, you know, the decision came down that we actually can't do that. And now we're going to be doing live streaming. And so I, I, I was understandably disappointed. I was selfish in that moment in that I wanted to stand in front of the church and I wanted to preach to my brothers and sisters. And you see, like, I, 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 I right? I's the buy. I's the buy that builds the boat, right? <laughs> and I's the buy that wants to preach this message. And right? I's the buy that wants to get the credit for this message. Right? And so on and so on. So selfishness and uh, an improper view of the gospel, right? Uh, and, and I mean, there's so many instances i can give for disappointment disappointment sorry in in ministry but hey curtis i want to just toss it over to you like you're fresh in the game um you've been with mile one for you know the, the better part of three months now going on four months yep what about you buddy like how, how have you how, how, how have we disappointed you <laughs> <laughs> how have you guys disappointed me well there's endless list on that one no um i don't think two episodes will cover that <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um it's uh and, it, and it's not even necessarily disappointment in, in the short span of three months of you know because i haven't been involved for too long i mean i could mention things like um uh, expectations of you know who's going to show up to Bible study you know and kill Bride for example but I'm sure you can cover that one. No, I'm not, e- man, e- listen, e- by, e- by yeah, tell us tell us your experience with that. How how did you deal with that? Uh, yeah, it was um, well, well, I wasn't I wasn't working here when you guys launched the um the Alpha program last uh last fall, mm. which you know one person showed up to um one time for a span of like ten or twelve weeks, whatever, um. And I'm sure that was really disappointing. So to to start this whole thing up again with Christianity Explored this year, and you know have all these expectations, you made a lot more connections, developed a lot more relationships, and Kilbride, and you know having a lot of people express interest uh, in coming out. So you're thinking, you know, maybe this is this is the year. You know, we start finally, you know, start to get this church off the ground and things like that. And, and you know, the first study, you know, it starts at seven o'clock, and and you know, seven fifteen. 15 minutes passed and still no one showed up and we're still like leaning outside the window. Like, like why Boss, is, come on, yeah, man. come on. Why, why is nobody here? Why is the parking lot full of a bunch of, you know, men and women watching their eight year olds play baseball in the baseball field next door? Like that, that's more important to people than one person coming to hear, you know, the gospel of let Jesus me, Christ. Let me ask you, did you, did you question God in that moment? We um, like God, why? I didn't so much question God as I was just sort of annoyed at people. Okay, like annoyed at the contrast. I, that you annoyed at the contrast. Of, like, like, yeah. uh, like here we are. Like it reminded me of C.S. Lewis's. You know, we're so easily pleased. We're gonna go play um, with mud pies in the slums, or in this case, play little league baseball and reject. Uh, a holiday at the sea that God's offering us, or in, in this terms, reject coming to a Bible study to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ, um, to hear the words of eternal life. So the contrast in that, it's like, why are we, this thing is so, this little game is so stupid and we're, re- we're rejecting God. 
in the midst of that. Um, but, but then one person showed up and that encouraged us. And the next week, you know, like four or five people showed up and mm-hmm. we've been pretty consistent so far. And it's, it's been like, um, exponentially growing since, since last year, that's for sure <laughs> from, from zero slash one. Um, and, and to anyone listening, we're not against baseball. I love yeah, baseball. Yeah, I love baseball, <laughs> but it was frustrating <laughs> when no one showed up to your Bible study and like 50 people showed up to watch eight year olds play baseball right you if you if it wouldn't be so weird you almost want to go to the people playing baseball and be like hey guys yeah come check out the gospel of america and they yeah except they'd look at you like you were some raving lunatic yeah and then just to, to flip it around here so no credit thanks that that was a i know because we kind of had that discussion yeah. in the moment you know how are you feeling um but just to come back to what you were saying so for the for those who aren't aware who are just tuning in and listening uh, we started laying the foundations for KCC last September, September 2019, and we we did this uh, this the alpha, an alpha program uh, in the community center in Kilbride, and we sent out how many postcards? I 20, think it was like twenty one hundred or twenty six hundred. I think it's twenty six hundred. We sent out, man. Like we we canvassed the community totally. Like we hit every mailbox. We. We did social media campaigns. Right. I think we put out some posters. Yeah, absolutely. Whatever we whatever we could physically do. Yep. And so I remember going into the first night of Alpha just being totally stoked, right? Like just being on a complete high. And then no one showed up. And then the next week, no one showed up. And so as Curtis was saying, it was actually seven weeks. Now, I don't mean to correct you, but it was seven weeks in when we finally got one person from the community come out to the... Uh, to the to the alpha program and like praise jesus right like praise the lord that he brought one person out but there was that element of disappointment like i remember sitting down in the tim hortons and kilbride with adam and dave and saying boys are are we doing this like are we seriously going to continue this and you know so again you can start to see how disappointment would be setting in because we at least for me, it was really selfish. It was, Lord, I'm putting all the work in. I'm canvassing the community. I'm creating relationships. At least I think I am. Where is everyone? And so there was, man, there was so much disappointment and discouragement was was crazy. But coming back to sitting in Tim Hortons, we're sitting there, we're talking and we're like, are are we really going to do this? And you know, we, we bantered back and forth for a bit. And I think we all collectively came to the conclusion that, yes, we're going to do this. Because, we did, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. if we pull out now, what's that going to say to the community, right? And so, you know, we did it and praise praise Jesus, the person who came out, came out for the last three events uh, and then COVID hit. And so you can imagine the anticipation or maybe the anxiety and the apprehension coming into the fall of 2020 knowing what had happened in 2019 and saying like, like, are you ready for this again? Like are giddy up because this could very well happen all over again. Here we go again. Here we go again. And this time, you know, we didn't do a mailbox drop. We really couldn't have uh, many conversations with people in person because of COVID and, you know, physical distancing and all the restrictions. And so we relied extremely heavily upon social uh social media and so i I, you know before we even started our first event we had nine people express interest in coming out we're like what is on the go and on the night as curtis said only one showed up and so i remember looking out at the ball uh, at the ball game that was happening 
and chatting with Curtis and thinking, oh man, not again, mm-hmm. not again, come on, right? But, you know, one person came out on the first night and then, you know, every subsequent week we've had anywhere between four and six people from the community come out. But it was just that disappointment that because of what we experienced historically, which was, it was like a kick to the guts. Yeah. Right? Yeah, no doubt. Um, I can remember actually Christianity Explored. Yeah, so like with, so I was a part of, you know, KCC's team when we did Alpha. And what all I kept going in my mind was like, okay, I don't want us to, you know, start a program and then just back out and everyone think, oh, you know, this is another church that's coming here. You know, they're not going to have a presence anymore. They didn't last long. So I was thinking, okay, if we keep doing Alpha, then, you know, at least we'll build a rapport here in the community or at least in the community center with the people that work there. Um, And then we finally got, you know, that one person to come in. We're like, yes. Mm. Um, Now, anyone listening, we also had, you know, two people from Calvary come. Mm Mm-hmm which was fantastic to have conversations with them as well. But just, you know, focusing on the community, it was just a bit discouraging and disappointing to wait that long until we got our one person after doing so much. And then, like I said, that first night of Christianity Explored, I can remember Dave coming over to me, and I was there, you know, stood up, my gloves on, my mask on, ready to serve coffee, and I'm starting to think, can I take these gloves off now? Like, no one's coming. <laughs> right, <laughs> Uh, and Dave comes over, me and Dave started talking, and I don't know if we told you this, but like we were actually starting to worry about you, Matt. Mm. Uh, not 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 in a bad way, but just thinking, man, like this is our second event. How is he going to respond, right? Exactly, yeah. and we're just starting to worry, and I, I even said a little prayer like just in my mind because I was like, you know, I just, I, I, I care for you, obviously, mm. and like, you know, I don't want you to be super discouraged because we had seven to nine people show interest, and then like I said, quarter after seven, still no one there. It's like, was this all fake interest? Was this all, uh, yeah. So that was really, really hard to go through, I think. And yeah, no, thanks for the prayer. I, I didn't know that. It's totally appreciated. But you know, last week I was reading an article, a, a TGC article about perspective. And the example that was given was, uh, so there was this homeschool mom who had her day lined up. She had everything planned Uh, down to the minute and something throughout her schedule and because this one little thing throughout her entire day she didn't get a b and c completed and it was just a a train wreck Uh, and it wasn't until after the fact that she was looking at the entire situation from her perspective from like an earthly perspective but she didn't realize that by this one thing being thrown into the mix that it impacted someone else and actually brought another person closer to Christ. That this little thing that happened in her life, that's this real insignificant thing, actually had eternal perspectives for other people. And so that's also the tension that we feel uh, when we when we do life. You know, we think because something doesn't happen the way we want it to happen, that it doesn't have impacts or ramifications for other people in some other capacity and so when we were day one of christianity explored myself and curtis were looking at out the window at the ball game i'm thinking you know like lord what's going on we've been through this before many many times and i'm really excited to you know finally meet jesus face to face and ask like what happened was there a reason why the other eight people didn't come that night and yeah, it's yeah. 
That'd be good. That'd be good. Right. Good to ask. Right. Like, absolutely. What's the deal, man? Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it, it just coming back to that, you know, we, we shouldn't find ourselves uh, disappointed. And I say that with, with trepidation and, and, you know, I say it cautiously because oftentimes we don't know what's happening behind the curtain, if, if I could use that phrase. We don't know what God is doing behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. And yeah. So we've, we've done pretty good. I mean, we, we've shared, you know, we've all been involved in the same disappointing experiences. You know, what we had imagined didn't turn out the way that we thought or, you know, didn't go the way that we hoped it would. Um, and Matt, you, you actually touched on this when we briefly started that disappointment is everywhere. Mm. You know, there's not no one, there's no one in this world that hasn't been disappointed by something almost, even though sometimes almost every day something disappoints you. Uh, you know, I was disappointed in the person who cut me off on the way to work. You know, there's just enough space between me and the vehicle in front of me. And before I know it, someone's coming over with the signal on. And if I had to put my brake on for you to come in, there's not enough room for you. Mm. So that disappointed me, along with made me very frustrated. Um, but, you know, with that said, is disappointment in ministry any different from disappointment outside of, outside of ministry? What do you think, Curtis? I think so. Um, disappointment outside the ministry. I mean, it, 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 it's different in a sense. I mean, if um, I don't know, you 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 get a bad mark in school, or or something happens at work, or something like that. I I, I feel like in ministry, it's almost like just the the, the nature of what you're doing. It's it, it's almost like it's uh, personal. Yeah, but 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 a greater Mm-hmm. Uh, weight, greater weight, because because you're dealing with you're dealing with sinners. You're trying to, you know, shepherd your church, and you're also trying to get the gospel out there to other people. And I think many times in ministry, I think it's probably inevitable that you're going to encounter, you know, all four types of the ground that Jesus talks about in the parable of the sower. Um, there's going to be people that that you encounter, and you think, okay, well, you know, they're they're getting the gospel, you know, they so they just need um a bit more encouragement and you know, I hope they come to Christ and things like that and it turns out that they you know, they turn out to be the the they turn out to be the the, the soil or the seeds that grow up on thorny ground mm-hmm. or grew up among the thorns and and others seem to be like ones on the rocky path. You know, I remember I had a a friend in high school that expressed interest in Christianity and even started calling herself a Christian for many months and you know, you know, later I found out she sort of fell away from that. Um, you know, and you think to yourself, you know, what if, what if I knew then what I knew, what I know now, or what if I did things differently, you know, and you, you start to question that because it is a, a matter of, of eternal uh, life and it's death. A, it's a person's soul. Yeah. Yeah. Right? It's a person's yeah. soul, you, you know, and you don't want to, um, it can be very easy to, to, to tear your hair out or, or to, or to, stay up all night thinking about, you know, what if I did this or what if I did that because the 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 future state of this person's eternity is at stake and, and, and they're not getting it. And I'm trying to like, yeah, yeah. you know, uh, but, um, you know, at a certain point, you sort of have to have a bit of a theology of sleep, I guess. And you need to put your, put your focus in on and, and, you know, be a light to people that um, you want you want to put all that effort into everybody, but not everybody's going to 
respond in the same way. And, you know, you might put uh, all your effort into preaching the gospel to 10 people and two people come to Christ. You know, and praise God for that. Um, and it's disappointing about the eight, but, you know, the eight or at least some some percentage of that is is almost inevitable in ministry. And the thing is, too, you know, those eight yeah. might not be saved yet. Yeah, that's the other thing. Yeah. Right? I mean, we, we like to, and I think that's the balance we have to face is that we like to, you know, claim certain things, right? Like, even though it gets, we know it's God that saves, but, you know, if we can do ministry and their soul saved, it helps to, honestly, it helps us to feel better about what we're doing. Hmm. And, I mean, that shouldn't be the case because we, we just need to keep that in mind, I think, that God is the one that saves and it's it's on him you know we we preach the gospel it's on him who's who's saved it, it doesn't rest in us and that's one thing i had to learn when i was in youth ministry that i could pour into these teenagers i had what 20 25 teenagers yeah. coming out regularly when i was a youth pastor and i could you know i could pour my heart out for the full four or five years i had access to them and then majority of them could walk away from the faith yeah it doesn't mean i did anything wrong i mean i could have been a really bad teacher i don't know mm. but it, it rests in where where they in where they land with god and where that seed falls is it on rocky ground where someone is very excited but is eating up really quick mm. is it you know shallow ground where they show they start to grow a bit but then just doesn't go anywhere do we have the thorns etc cetera, etc cetera. it's it's yeah, it's it's that disappointing fact that you know we don't know what the outcome is going to be. So true, and if, for anyone who's tuning in, we're kind of talking about the sower uh, sowing seed out of Mark four, and there's an important principle I think we got to touch on. Uh, Curtis, you you kind of briefly spoke on it just a few moments ago, but it's having this proper understanding of of who God is, and again that eternal perspective. And so as you read down through Mark four. You come to uh, verse 26, and I'll just read it out like this. It goes, the kingdom of God is like this, he said. A man scatters seed on the ground. Now listen, he sleeps and rises night and day. The seed sprouts and grows, although he doesn't know how. The soil produces a crop by itself, first the blade, then the head, and then the full grain on the head. And so the importance of that passage is that the, the sower or the farmer goes out, he spreads the seed all over the ground, and then he sleeps at night. He sleeps knowing yeah. that he doesn't know how that crop is going to grow. Or how much is going to yield from oh, it. Exactly, or, right? And, and if it doesn't, he doesn't stay up all night trying to make it grow. Or he, yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's, he's not like, you know, we're, we're not preaching the gospel and then going home being like, maybe I should call this person and just, did you understand? Did you get this? <laughs> did you get that? <laughs> what, what else could I do? Can I keep sending messages all the time? Like, you know, yes. do you have any questions? Yeah. You know, d- did you, did you really understand the application of this verse? Did you really yeah. get what I was saying? Yeah. You go to sleep and you let it rest with God. Yeah. Yep. I mean, that's, that's crazy to think about really that it doesn't rest on us. Hmm. Um, in regards to, you know, comparing that to other disappointments, I mean, I mean, me and Matt, you have we we have kids. Mm. There are times when there's no doubt we've been disappointed in our no. children. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> Never. I said no parent ever. <laughs> <laughs> so Curtis, take notes here. Your child will never disappoint you. Yeah, sounds good. Never. <laughs> I'm sure you've never disappointed your father. No, 
Not once. <laughs> we'll get we'll get Blair in here and ask yeah. him. Curtis yeah. is <laughs> Apex Man right here. He is the culmination yeah. of right. Yeah. So, so, so All right. So you know, we take our kids and they're disappointed, but that disappointment, as great as may be, sometimes I just imagine like later down the road, you no, know, if I were to find out that you know, Raylan got drunk at a party or she ended up doing drugs or something, no, no Lord forbid, mm. but. That would cause me a lot of disappointment in her. Future Raylin. Yes. <laughs> not, not, <laughs> right. not, not three-year-old Because people don't know how old you are, Adam. Right? That's, fair, that's fair. That's fair. Way into the future. Way, way, into way, the way into the future. Uh, but that would be a, this is a different type of disappointment yeah. than in ministry. Mm. I mean, that would be personal. But in ministry, when you feel like you're pouring so much to a person who's not family, mm. who's not related to you by blood, mm. who, you know, whose soul is at stake it's it's draining to think that you know in Kilbride we could pour our hearts and our souls our blood sweat and tears into these five or six people we can get one we can get none yep and then you have to come back to Mark 4 and look at the farmer or the sower he just went to bed and rested and said you know what effectively when it comes to the gospel Lord I don't I don't know I don't know how it's going to take root in people's lives, but it's not my responsibility. And therefore, I will try, <laughs> because you know we all have uh, sin to work out in our lives, I will try to not be disappointed. Yeah, so guys, we're coming up on our uh, almost half hour mark, so we'll clue it up there. So if you're listening, uh, tune in for the next episode. Uh, where we continue this discussion on disappointment in ministry. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll, we'll talk to you later. You have been listening to Rugged Theology. Rugged Theology is a podcast of Mile One Mission. If you'd like to know more about Mile One Mission and our work in Newfoundland, please visit us at www.mileonemission.ca. Thank you.